like, um, if you've ever been to, like, the Caribbean or, like, anywhere tropical, like, and how the ocean is just the crystal clear blue, mm. that sort of blue. Mm. And it felt like time didn't even really exist at that point. It was right. just, I was there. I existed at that point, you know? Right. Yeah. So, I think that was my first real experience with, um, mm-hmm. with that, I think. Right. But I did, I did write down a lot of, uh, my California days that I had thought of, like, um, the possibility that, uh, black holes are basically like the supercomputers of the universe, right? Like, they intake all of this information and store it at a singular point and then spit it out at the other side, which we call a white, a white hole, right? Right. I don't quite think that is just what they do. I believe that they have the possibility to recreate entire universes when that universe is dead. It takes all of that energy and all that information and stores it and spits it out and creates new universes that way. So it's an, like an infinite chain of universal creation through black holes. Also, Although probably not till we're type four or five civilization of Kardec scale, but using white dwarves to power things would be a really efficient way to to have a great amount of energy. Although they, I was reading a uh, or watching a video where this guy was saying they could use Dyson spheres to power entire civilizations on the power of a light bulb. But that's not so far, far from now. We need to uh, harness all the power of our of our own Earth planet first, and then our solar system, which would then would be a type one. In fact, actually, hold on, let me grab my book. Mm-hmm. I do have remnants of it left. Yeah, guys, this is incredible. This man goes deep. Um, Yes, please continue to stay present with the breath. Just remember to stay present with the breath throughout all of this, and it'll be much easier to retain. Just those deep inhales. Long exhales. Hold. Ah. Release. So these are some of the original drawings I had made. I was building an artificial or designing an artificial spine. Basically, the spine would be powered by the same electrical currents that the nervous system runs off of and be able to connect to the internet and Wi-Fi all around the world. Well, using that to, how how to put it? So basically, the spine will have a chip that will emit 
Well, okay, two different things, sorry. The, the spine will have a chip that will emit the same frequency that the nervous system runs on so that basically the body will think this, this artificial spine is your own spine. So basically giving people the ability to walk again and move again, if it works. And I'm not 100% sure, just kind of a thought. Has, has anyone attempted this before? Not to, to my knowledge, no. I designed that years and years ago. Just haven't really told anyone about it. Dude, this is major. This would this would change lives. I don't know if it would work though. I mean, you would at least know what to do next. This is true. Yeah. That, and then you just and then it's just that. Yeah. One step at a time. I haven't really flushed it out either. I'd have to flush it out more. I thought about talking to my friend. He's a nurse. Maybe run it by him and see if maybe that would work. I think it's worth a shot. Yeah. Why not? I mean, you already went through this amount of work. Then, it. I didn't get to read this, though. My bad. Is this just a description of that? Oh, no. That's just a, a different thing I thought of. Basically okay. making a artificial brain that would be able to connect to the internet simultaneously in all networks. Mm-hmm. So basically, wow. you could have the sum of human consciousness at your disposal in your own mind. And you could tap into it at any moment? Mm-hmm. Of course, you'd have to have safeguards and all of that just in case of viruses and stuff like that. But basically, it'd be like the... I thought of creating a artificial body with all these artificial components so that people could transfer their consciousness into them. So instead of dying, they would have a second chance at life. They would be able to live far, far longer and understand so much more and see so much more and hopefully maybe that will change their minds in the world. Okay, I hear that. And what's coming, that wants to come out of me is is saying, doesn't that already happen? Mm, yeah, but <clears throat> the human body can only last so long. You can only physically push the human body for so long. I thought maybe that these bodies would be able to make it so that Instead of living maybe 100 years, you know, you live up to 200, 300, maybe longer than that. So that, basically, if I had the chance to live forever, I could watch civilizations grow. I could see the knowledge that they build and understand and learn so much more. And maybe be as a guide to humanity for the future and maybe you know if this were the case people could learn more from the past as well you know people from other generations living longer to tell their stories and being like hey you know this is how it is mm-hmm. you know oh yeah uh let's see 
Oh yeah, self-replicating nanobots. They they have thought about this before. I do believe they have some designs. This was based off of a design I saw long ago. But essentially, it would be a, a bot that would take excess material in the body, like waste, and break it down and use it to replicate so that it could instantly fix wounds and mend, possibly, you know, if, if there's enough material, maybe grow back limbs. Science, like, now it seems like science fiction, but I believe in the future they might have technology that will allow us to do such things. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So You don't think it's already here? You think in the future? I don't... I, well, I do know we, we have been experimenting with nanobots, but not to the degree to where they can fix wounds and, and that sort of thing. And there, there has been a lot of fear about... Uh, where now tech can go, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I don't feel that we should fear the unknown. I feel that we should embrace it because if we fear the unknown, we'll never be able to learn from it. Mm-hmm. And our ancestors, you know, they feared the sky, they feared thunder, they feared fire until they learned what it was and understood mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. And we're no different than they. You know, mm-hmm. in regards to the universe, there's still so much that we don't know and that we don't understand, and yet we fear it. So, I mean, what's still wanting to come out to come through me is, I feel like we already do that though through just a cycle that's already set. People mm-hmm. die, their bodies, you know, go to wherever. Mm-hmm. Their consciousness is what determines based on the type of life that they've lived if they um, fulfill what their contract consisted of if they completed the mission or not um, that would determine where they would go in terms of if it's going to be a karmic cycle or if they're going to go to another dimension um, and be a different form of awareness um ultimately experiencing just like how interdimensional and multi-dimensional meaning like just vast amount of um, experiences in different forms with you know what I mean so I I would that's what I would say I don't know I actually do believe that okay so in the bible they described angels as these being, these undescribable almost beings. Right. But my theory is that they're not so much angels as they're more interdimensional creatures. Creatures that hmm. live on a higher dimensional plane than we do. Okay. So, okay, think of like the the sick man. Right. Uh, 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 example, right? There's right. a stick man living in a 2D world and he only knows his 2D world until a um, person from the three-dimensional world comes and picks him up. Now, when this 
two-dimensional being sees this three-dimensional uh, hand, they won't understand it because it doesn't register in their dimension. Right, right. So, same thing with angels and all of that. These creatures are beings that operate on a higher dimension and thus why we can't perceive them as they are as they truly are right and I also thought too that it could be possible that all religions kind of have it right you know there's a dimension excuse me out there for for each belief you know like so let's say when you die you go to heaven there's a dimension for heaven there's a dimension for hell there's a dimension for Valhalla and and all of these religions they all have their own dimensions like a multiverse almost Mm -hmm. and alongside that multiverse there's other versions of our own universe too as well the many worlds interpretation is the one that I kind of uh, align with most because I just the the Copenhagen interpretation just seems so finite you know what I mean Mm. it's just you're either alive or dead there's nothing Mm -hmm. there's nothing outside of that you know what I mean unless you're talking about quantum immortality which is just kind of weak you know because most of the time you know basically it says that the only reason that you're living is because there's a timeline where you are alive and all the other ones are just basically dead so okay so i have to ask what do you what do you what's your take on dreams Hmm, dreams and visions dreams i feel have some prophetic messages sometimes to them and other times they're uh Uh, things from your subconscious as well. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And as for visions, you know, sometimes I do feel that there are beings and entities that do come to people and give them visions of the future and and of things that, you know, they wouldn't have gotten without that help. Right. And I do believe that entities, whether they be alien or whatever, did come and help humanity and push humanity along. And you could also argue, too, that humans by their own nature, or humans as themselves, are alien. Because none of us really originated from here. The materials that made us are from far, far deep into the universe or into the solar system. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, or universe, I should say. So, in that regard, we are aliens ourselves. But, okay, so don't you think, or have you ever heard someone say, hey, when we dream, that's our consciousness um, and our soul moving into a different dimension and we're able to live through different experiences in that state 
for a certain period of time. And because time is... Lucid, yeah. Right, you know, yeah. I can see that, yeah. Because there are examples of people, you know, reliving past events and and different worlds and mm-hmm. that sort of thing, you know, through their dreams. Mm-hmm. In fact, actually, H.P. Lovecraft... Uh, has a whole dimension called the dream world, which is basically like where people go when they dream. Mm-hmm. And there is astral projection as well, which mm-hmm. is projecting your consciousness to a higher dimension. Mm-hmm. And I do believe it's possible that when people dream or when they sleep, you know, their body allows their soul to push themselves to a higher dimension, you know? Oh, yeah. Does make me wonder though as well how many lives every person on this earth has already lived. Because mm. they said the, the soul is what has those experiences. Mm-hmm. So our soul has been here for ages and ages. You know, so think about. Like what you're trying to, you know, with, with your, um, what you're trying to create through AI, mm. I feel like it's already, that's already being done mm. to a certain degree, right? Yeah. If people, you know, death is just rebirth. So if people are dying at a certain age, they're just being reborn. Some may not be aware of that, mm. but when it does happen, I feel like their soul and their spirit finally interconnect. And they understand, okay, this is what this process is. Like, okay, yeah. I, get, I know where I'm at now. Mm. And I wonder how that would feel for an AI. You know what I mean? Like, would they perceive life and death the same way as we do? Or is that something that's intrinsically fundamental to only humans? So I would say to that, the generation, the younger generations that are being, the souls that are incarnating into the, into Earth now, these young, these young children, their their souls at, at they're at a, they're already at an adept level, to where. They get here and you know they're just aware, they're you know they know what they know what they're doing. Um, they're natural leaders in a way because they're already taking initiatives that sometimes their parents just take a step back and it's like the role switch like the child becomes the parent the parent becomes a child I can see that it's actually quite uh, what's the word I'm looking for I guess interesting because when I was a kid how things were is just so much different than how they are now and now I kind of understand what my parents feel when they look at me from their generation. Oh yeah, through the lens of their generation. Yeah, how do they how do they perceive you? Well, my mom is you know 
sometimes she'll be like, you know, millennials this, millennials that. And I think that people give millennials a lot of shit when, you know, we went through a lot that uh, their generation didn't, you know what I mean? Like, for example, our generation, when I was a kid, it was when computers were just, you know, they were getting a lot bigger. It was, the internet was just coming out, like, as a big thing, you know, and that changed the world. And this was, and I was born even before Y2K, you know what I mean? And all of that. So, their, I guess their views are like, you know, we're heavily influenced by technology and this and that when they didn't have what we had, you know what I mean? Like, they didn't have the technology that we have now. So I can kind of understand where they're coming from in a way. But it's also accepting the fact that times change and people change and you just kind of have to go with the flow or else you're stuck in the past. And while it's good to look at the past as a, as a reference, right. you know, of what we shouldn't do and learn from it, you know, I don't feel we should stay in it. Right. But wouldn't you say that's a choice? Yeah, it is, for sure. You have every right to choose, you know, how you want to live and how you want to perceive the world. But I feel that, you know, in a way, choosing to live in the past does limit your view of the future and of that brighter tomorrow that could be possible. Right. So I, I guess I would just respond with the same thing. Like, that's a choice. Mm. Right? Yeah. So if, if, if we can experience different things through just our awareness, mm. why not choose a ladder after we've learned already those lessons and what it feels like to go in this direction? Mm. I can agree with that. Thank you very much for the conversation. Absolutely, likewise. It was quite enlightening. Yeah. What do you got going on for the rest of the day? Uh, just Minecraft, probably. Okay. Go put my computer on charge and build up my world a little bit. What about you? Just chilling. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good day to chill. Mm-hmm. It's going to be thunderstorms today, I think. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, they get really nice here. Yeah, I bet. All right, thank you. No problem. That thing is crazy. What? Come on. Thank you all for tapping in. And for those of you that did remember to stay with the breath, I I know.
Yeah. All right, y'all. Have a blessed rest of your day. Peace.